Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What's up, guys? Doing a little bit of an emergency pod here uh, for you, a trade deadline pod, uh, if you will. And um, mostly just because I'm already down here uh, doing stuff. (laughs) So trade deadlines happening uh, as I'm doing side stuff. And uh, the Bears made a deal uh, today. And uh, we got about five more minutes before the trade deadline officially ends. Already saw the alert come through that said Jalen Johnson is staying put. So despite requesting... Uh, a trade and probably looking around the market uh, in the last 24 hours or so, Jalen Johnson is going to remain a bear at least for the rest of 2023, if not longer. You know, maybe uh, maybe this was just an opener, an eye opener for him to get a chance to kind of sniff around the league to see what else is out there as far as, you know, what the rest of the league is willing to offer him versus what he's not happy uh, to be getting from uh, the Bears. So maybe this will bring him back to the table. Uh, if, uh, you know, maybe what the Bears were offering is uh, about uh, what market value is or at least what he's finding out it is. Or, or maybe he'll come back and bet on himself for the rest of the season to see if he can increase the size of the bag he's going to get in the uh, off season. So we'll have to uh, wait and see on that. But um not a whole lot of movement with the trade uh, deadline, but uh, our beloved Chicago Bears did make a big move, and uh, we brought in our good friend from the Commander Declassified podcast, uh, Brian, Mr. Who himself, uh, to uh, kind of learn us up on our brand new defensive end, and it's not the one we thought it was going to be. So let's go ahead and get started. This is the special 2023 trade deadline episode of the Bears Talk Underground. So let's get to it. As I am recording this, three minutes left until the trade deadline is officially uh, closed, uh, if you will. Um, uh, quite a few moves. Well, not a quite a few, but several moves uh, today. The one that the Vikings ended up making to quote unquote replace Kirk Cousins. Uh, there were a lot of rumors about them possibly sniffing around the Saints for Jameis Winston. Uh, they're also, I mean, I never heard anything, but Brian and I talk about it briefly. Uh, maybe Jacoby Brissett was somebody that might have been. Uh, on their radar, somebody with starting experience that could possibly get them through uh, the next nine games and possibly even help them get to the uh, playoffs uh, this season. But in the end, the move that the Vikings made, Josh Dobbs uh, from the uh, Arizona Cardinals, uh, the second time he's been traded this year because he got traded right at the start of the the season, like during the week leading up to week one, he gets traded from Cleveland 
to Arizona, was their starter for the last seven, eight weeks. And it was announced earlier uh, this week, yesterday on on Monday, that uh, Clayton Toon, the guy that they, they drafted in like the fourth or fifth round, is going to be the starting quarterback, I guess, for the next couple of weeks until Kyler Murray uh, is ready to uh, to come back. So don't need this dude anymore, so just ship him off to uh, Minnesota, and uh, we'll see how he ends up doing for the rest of the season playing for the uh, injured uh, Kirk Cousins, who uh, unfortunately tore his Achilles in Green Bay on Sunday. Made sure he got that win, though, so God bless him for that at least. He went out uh, beating up on the Packers, which was nice uh, to see. And, you know, it, it was funny. Uh, I was uh, driving out to pick up some lunch uh, today, saw the alert on my phone, Bears trade for commander's defensive end, and then the name was cut off. And when I tap on the alert, I did not see the name that I was expecting to see because that guy, Chase Young, later went on to be traded to the 49ers uh, of all teams. And I'll be damned if uh, Brian and I just literally got done talking like 10 minutes before that we were talking about Montez Sweat, who the Bears ended up trading for, spoiler alert, and uh, ten literally 10 minutes after we get done talking, the alert that comes over says uh, Trace Young, uh, Chase Young traded to the 49ers for a third-round pick. And I was like, damn, that's, uh, that's really interesting, number one, because uh, Chase Young went for a, a lower pick than, than what the Bears gave up for Montez Sweat. And with the situation, especially the cap situation for 2024 for the 49ers, no way that Chase Young gets his money from San Francisco. So the 49ers gave up a third-round pick for a nine-game rental uh, of uh, of Chase Young to have him coming off the – because they already have – they just brought somebody in, actually. Which one was it? It wasn't Frank Clark. Um, The one that left – I mean, he, he obviously he left Denver, so did Frank Clark, but Frank Clark went to Seattle. Um, it was the other one that was in Dallas first, and then he uh, signed with Denver and ended up getting cut by Denver. And, you know, the 49ers picked him up off of, either picked him up off waivers or signed him as a, as a free agent. And his name is, I'm totally blanking on his name, but with Chase Young now uh, on the team, you got Bosa, you got Chase Young, you got this other dude whose name I can't, can remember right now which is really pissing me off and uh yeah but uh you know they're paying both the 34 million and they're like 30 million over the cap uh for next season so yeah throwing down another 20 25 mil for uh chase young i don't see it happening unless they do some serious serious accounting uh uh you know magic to uh possibly you know like the rams were doing there for a while but um yeah, that's a really interesting move that he went to San Francisco and they gave a third-round pick to basically rent Chase Young for half a season. Uh, and then, you know, his his you know future is absolutely wide open. And God forbid, with the money that the Bears have next season, who says we can't get them both now? You know, like how crazy would that be is that we trade for Sweat, we gave up a second-round pick uh, for him, and uh, that we might actually get Chase Young for free in free agency. So, I mean, if he's played well coming off that knee injury that basically that cost him the second half of 2021, most of 2022, 
and he was kind of a big question mark coming into the season. He's got six sacks, only half a sack behind the guy that we traded for. He's also three years younger uh, than um, Montez Sweat, which is why I think most people would have preferred uh, Chase Young because he's only 24, going to be 25. Uh, uh, and everything, Chase or uh, Montez Sweat is twenty seven, going on twenty eight, uh, and everything. But um, you know, we talked to Brian uh, about Montez. We covered a lot, uh, including why this is probably the better deal uh, for the Bears. And uh, one thing that he said afterwards that he didn't—I don't think he mentioned during our conversation—was that we're getting the healthier, more consistent player. He said sometimes Chase Young can disappear, but Montez Sweat is that guy. He's got that crazy high motor. He's going to be there for 60 minutes. And, you know, his six and a half sacks doubles what, you know, his six and a half sacks is equivalent to what the entire defensive line has done up to this point in eight games. In eight games, our defensive line has accounted for six and a half sacks when Montez Sweat has done that all by himself. So very, very interesting stuff. And, uh, this year's trade deadline seems to be more about the trades that aren't happening than they are for the ones that are. And as I look at my clock, it is 3.05. Trade deadline has passed. No alerts coming in for uh, last-minute deals uh, or anything like that. So now that that's done, let's go ahead and bring in uh, Mr. Who himself, Brian from the Commander's Declassified Podcast, so we can learn a bit more about our new pass rusher, our new edge man. Defensive end, Montez Sweat. So the trade deadline is uh, actually still got a couple hours uh, left, but our beloved Chicago Bears made a move. Uh, today, despite being two and six, we were buyers instead of sellers. Or actually, we might still be sellers. Like I said, there's still time left uh, uh, on the trade deadline. But the Bears made a move for Washington defensive end Montez Sweat, not Chase Young, even though all the chatter was about Chase Young. And here to help us, uh, to teach us a little bit about our brand new pass rusher from the Commanders Declassified, it's our good friend, uh, Mr. Who, Brian himself. Brian, welcome back, man. Hey, thank you for having me. Didn't think I would be back so soon. Right. Um, you know, talking about commanders and bears, but uh, here we are with this awesome uh, big news trade. So absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I, uh, like I said, when we were uh, texting before, it's like, I, what a bait and switch the bears kind of pulled on us uh, here did. because all of the talk about uh, anybody for the Washington commanders was, was Chase Young and and uh, you know all the chatter was I mean for Monte for Montez uh, Sweat he was going to Atlanta, you know he wasn't uh, coming to Chicago and all of a sudden I get the get the the red alert on my on my phone and actually you beat Bleacher Report to it you got to me before <laughs> they did and it's like yeah the Bears make the trade for I see Commanders defensive end and then I see M O I was like wait a minute they didn't go for Chase they got Montez Sweat. Instead, and uh, your uh, your text was congratulatory, like he'll be a good player for us. So tell me a bit about my new defensive end. 
Yeah, a- absolutely. Montez Sweat is definitely a fan favorite here. You know, he will ingratiate himself into the locker room, to the fan base. He's a hard worker. Um, you know, as far as uh, the player that you're getting, I mean, he is a big, strong guy. He's 6'6", 260 plus. And he runs a four four. Oh wow! And he is extremely, extremely strong. So he will set a hard edge in the run game. He's one of the better run defenders in the NFL in terms of uh, being a edge defender. So he will certainly set that edge. And as far as a pass rusher goes, he hasn't even really broken the surface of what he can do. He's got really long arms. He's been very consistent so far in that seven, eight, kind of nine sack range. And I think this year was, you know, this obviously is a contract year for him. So, you know, the, there was a lot of expectation. Hey, this is going to be that 10, 12, 13 type sack year coming. Um, and I think he's there. I just, you know, I think in our scheme, I think the, you know, it got stale. I think a lot of the players, you know, not just Montez, kind of got, um, you know, stale with the defense here. So I think, you know, a fresh start, you know, with the defense you guys run is probably going to be a great fit. But he's a hard worker. He doesn't really get into uh, trouble or anything like that. Um, he doesn't really say a whole lot. Um, he just puts his head down and works. Um, he's relatively injury-free. The only injury he had here is he got a broken jaw um, that took him out for a couple of games. But outside of that, he's been healthy. And, um, again, just a uh, good all-around uh, player and a good person. And, I, again, I think he's got a, still another uh, level uh, that he can reach in his game. All great things to hear. I mean, he was a first round pick because you only draft defensive linemen in the first round uh, in Washington. It's a legal mandate out there in in D.C. But he was kind of was he drafted the same year as Dwayne Haskins? Because I kind of feel like his him being drafted. I know he was a late first round pick kind of went under the radar uh, a little bit in the year that he actually did get picked. Yeah, yeah. So they had got uh, Haskins, and that was, you know, uh, a lot of people had lower grades on Haskins. And, you know, here in D.C., there was a big, um, you know, a big to-do about that because a lot of people didn't want Haskins. They wanted an edge rusher. And so they actually traded their second-round pick to move back into the bottom of the first to get Montez. So, um, yeah, first-rounder, and like I said, um, you know, certainly been extremely consistent and I think um, I think he's still got another level that he can uh, he can reach didn't he have some kind of medical red flag which is why he was still on the board at like what 25 26 or something like yeah that? yeah there was some talk I can't remember it now because it uh, to be honest with you it, it that has not even been an issue. I think it was like an enlarged heart. Right. Is, yeah. is is what, you know, the 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 red flag was, but that hasn't shown itself at all. Like he has he always practices, he's always at the games. There's no there's never been anything about him, you know, in that condition showing itself or being an issue. So, um whatever it was, I mean, it, it never reared its head here in DC, so I don't think uh, you guys got anything to worry about uh when it comes to that portion. Yeah, I just remember that that year in the draft, I believe it was 2019, where, um, you know, guys like Kuyper and, and um, who's the other one for ESPN? Was not, McShay, I guess. There you back go. Then, yeah. He doesn't work for ESPN anymore, unfortunately. No. But, uh, but we're all saying, like, this is, you know, because of his physical tools and his 4-4 speed, I do remember them talking 
about that. Like he would have been much, much higher uh, a pick in the draft if not for the medical red flags. You know, it scared off a lot of people, which is why somebody of his talent and caliber is sitting here in the back third of the first round when his talent, his intangibles, his, his uh, you know, um, measurables and everything should probably have put him in the top 10 uh, of the draft. Oh, a- absolutely. I mean, he is an incredible athlete. He's made plays here where, you know, it'll be a run or a quick pass to the other side of the field, and he will run somebody down. He'll outrun defensive backs um, to chase down guys because, I mean, he absolutely legitimately runs a four four forty, and when you're that big and you see that guy running down the field to tackle a wide receiver, it's it's pretty insane. So you're going to get a guy with a high motor, high effort, and um, uh, like I said, I think um, you know I think here we 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 got to our max here because I, I I think you know our defensive line I think they can stand to use some additional pass rushing moves um and I think once he gets that he'll uh he'll take off from there yeah I'm 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 looking forward because it's it's an immediate upgrade to anything that we have on uh on our defensive line right now including Yannick Ngakwe uh who's only got I think maybe one or two sacks on the season uh, yeah. Thus far, in fact, I saw a rather sad stat online. Maybe you saw it too. Uh, Montez Sweat has six and a half sacks so far uh, in the season. The entire Bear defensive line has six and a half sacks uh, right now. So we've doubled our sack total just by adding the guy uh, to the team as far as our defensive line is concerned. No, absolutely, and uh, you, you're you're welcome for all those other sacks because uh, I think Sam Howell gave you gave you guys five yeah. uh, a couple of weeks ago, so. and it should have been seven actually. That little <laughs> that squirmy bastard got out of a couple of them uh, yeah, in that absolutely. one. It should have been worse than it was actually yeah, that night. But, but uh, uh, yeah, as far as Montez goes, you guys are getting a uh, a really good player who's only 27 years old. And like I said, I think he's got another layer to reach. He's a hard worker, so I think it'll be good for you guys. And hey, a, a high second round pick was needed here because we've got no offensive line to speak of. So we're, we're going to put that to good use. I hope so. You know, it's um, I mean, and, and of course. Bears Twitter, such an awesome place to hang out uh, at times, uh, you know, especially with the how do you do with uh, Jalen Johnson, which I'm, I don't want the Bears to trade Johnson. I want them to sign him to an extension, but I, I get the feeling that Johnson's asking for money that doesn't belong uh, right. to him. Right. Um, like he's probably in more of the Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey, Jair Alexander neighborhood when he should probably be more in the Darius Slay, like 15 to 16 million a season area instead of the 21 to 22 like reset the market uh contract uh area and uh, maybe they'll meet somewhere in the middle and, and and maybe it was a ploy by the bears to uh give him a window into free agency right since you know the trade will probably be con- contingent on an extension uh of some kind to see what the other teams that are interested in him would actually offer him um and, and it's you know it's like oh then maybe the bears aren't that far off from what the rest of the league uh, thinks I'm worth uh, right now. So uh, maybe I'm, I'm hoping. we still got about an hour and a half left in the trade deadline. I'd, I'd very much like to, to have Jalen Johnson on the field with Montez Sweat this Sunday when we play the, uh, we play the Saints. So we could definitely use the help, especially yeah. with, uh, with Derek Carr, because 
I know he's not on the same level as Justin Herbert, but he's very much in line with if you let him back there and have all the time in the world, he will pick you apart just like Justin Herbert did to us uh, this past Sunday on Sunday Night Football, which was enormously painful. Uh, to watch, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Car Car is absolutely a uh, a veteran, and he if you give him time, he'll make you pay for it. But I think sure. you're right. Like, you know, with the contract, and you know, for your quarterback, is very similar to you know, kind of what we did to ourselves here with all these defensive linemen coming due um, with contracts and stuff like that. You just kind of ran ourselves into a hard spot here, so somebody was going to be the odd man out. Is Chase Young still on the on the table, or is it we're keeping one or the other type thing with those two guys? So you know, they're the the team's thinking. You know, had been we're going to keep one or the other, but you know, Josh Harris is Mister Originator of trust the process. So he doesn't really hand out uh, a lot of big contracts when he first gets to a team, right? They kind of tear it down, trade things off, get draft capital. So. They're very much open to um, dealing him for the right package. So, right, if somebody's offering a third or fourth round pick, I don't see it happening. If, you know, there's a second round and maybe a player type of uh, scenario, I think they're absolutely listening. And that's some of the tweets here that I've been seeing from a lot of the NFL insiders is that uh, they're still listening to offers for Chase. So uh, the the day's not over, and uh, there could be more news on that front. And then we've got our backup co- uh, quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, yeah. who's, uh, who's another one that uh, some QB needy teams uh, might be looking at as well. Yeah, I saw the Vikings traded for Josh Dobbs. I was like, really? That's the yeah. move you make? After <laughs> yeah, Cousins I, goes down, that's the move? I was like, I thought they were after Jameis Winston. But I guess maybe the Saints wanted too much or tried to take advantage of Minnesota's desperate situation. So for the second time this year, Josh Dobbs has been traded. Cause Josh, yeah. Josh Dobbs keeps, uh, keeps coming up a winner here. It, uh, I, I was with you. I saw the, the, the Jameis Winston headline there. And then I saw that, um, apparently the commanders were asking for a day two pick for Jacoby Brissett, which, uh, I just find laughable. Like it, he's a backup quarterback, you know, he, he you're not going to get a day two pick, but, um, so I, I can see why they, you know, traded a, what a seventh or a sixth to, um, you know, for, uh, for, for Dobbs. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, he the the Cardinals gave up a fifth rounder to get him from Cleveland. Now he goes to a to the Vikings for what a sixth or a seventh yep. uh, rounder. Will probably start on Sunday. Uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I think that, no, they they might be on the bye. I'm not sure, but uh, nonetheless, you know, it's uh, far cry from what the what we were hearing. You know, Jameis Winston or I don't know if they were yeah. in on Jacoby Brissett, but that would make sense for them to to go after somebody like him. Uh, as well, but uh, I think New Orleans and, and possibly even the commanders probably asking more or trying to take advantage of my, Minnesota's desperate situation than, uh, you know, because this is not the first time this has happened to the Vikings. Unfortunately, if you remember back in like 2015, 2016, Teddy Bridgewater blows out a knee like the week yeah. of the first uh, first game of the season, and they gave up like a first rounder and a day three pick or something to to get Sam Bradford away from the Eagles. To come and yeah. be their uh, their quarterback uh, uh, and everything, I think maybe some of them thought that hey, you know maybe maybe this guy, even though that was Rick Spielman that made that trade, maybe Quasi Adolfo will make a make a foolish move like that and give us a first round pick for Jacoby Brissett or or Jameis <laughs> Winston or something like that because they absolutely have to have somebody. I mean, they with, with their win on Sunday, they're a 500 football team, man. They're right back in the middle of this thing. 
Yeah, no, they're. Uh, I mean, the NFC is uh, wide open, so yeah. they're they're absolutely in the thick of the uh, the playoff hunt there. So, um, yeah, uh, to to just kind of punt and go. Um, all right, we'll take a uh, Dobbs. I get it's a low cost thing, but uh, yeah, you, you're right. They have everything in front of them after uh, this past week. Right. How's it looking for you guys now? That, I mean, you actually being the sellers uh, out there. I mean, you're three and five now, uh, and everything. Yep. I mean, another tough loss to Philly uh, on Sunday. It's just, you know, one of these days you guys are going to figure out how to beat them uh, kind of thing. Like you were close both times this year, just came up short on Sunday again. Yeah, um, I I think a lot of it, I think a lot of the players in specific are just kind of tired of this coaching staff and and not that there's bad blood or anything. I think just the message has gotten stale. The schemes aren't working. um, And I think everybody's just kind of frustrated, right? It's year four. Everybody thought they were supposed to be better and they're really not. They are probably a middling team to below average team. And, you know, they were also trying to do this while developing a quarterback. Now the quarterback, you know, he, he looks like he's taken another step in his development. He played excellent on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, four TD uh, really passes. Kinda- really kind of carved up that Eagle defense there. Yeah. So, you know, he's coming along, but, uh, you know, the with new ownership, I think they've already kind of made their their choices and their decisions. And I think Montez Sweat being traded to you guys was one of those in terms of, yeah, this, this group here as currently constructed is not going to be the group moving forward in terms of coaching staff, front office, and then some of the, the key players too because they I think they, they want to spend the $90 million that we got next year in free agency and try to build this thing back up. Yeah, I mean, with uh, with uh, you know Jonathan Allen and his cup runneth over last week with that loss to the uh, to the Giants, he was he was not a happy camper after no. that game. No, and he's our team captain. So when the team captain is saying stuff like that, you know, people are going to listen. And I think ownership, uh, you know, was uh, was very much in tune with uh, what he was saying. Yeah, the thing about a captain is that not only does is he one of the guys that speaks to the team for the coaches. He's also someone that speaks for the team to the coaches. You yep. know what I'm saying? So it's that's exactly uh, right. You know, so it's not just him. Probably this is like you know him delivering a message from the other 52 guys in the locker room about how they're feeling about things uh, these days. You know, and losing that way against the uh, against the Giants. I mean, last week was such a weird week too, because yes. there were five one win teams going into Week Seven. There was only one after. Because yeah. four of them won a game last week, it was yeah. bananas. You know, the, the Giants, the Bears, the Broncos, and I forget who the other one was. But four one-win teams won a game uh, last week. So it was just, yeah, it was bizarro world uh, last uh, last weekend. So, yeah, and then to to go out there and and to only score seven points against the Giants, and uh, you know, coming up short uh, again, it was. Uh, wasn't too surprising to hear that somebody I mean I mean he did not pull it's not like he was like yeah I'm real disappointed it sucks to keep losing he was like mother I mean this is some mother it's like whoa 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 kids are watching dude calm down yeah exactly he definitely took off the filter on that one yeah for sure um, you know seven years he's been here seven years and he's only known you know I think the best uh season was a seven and nine season right in 2020 when they won they back uh they backdoored their way into it 
division title and a playoff game, but they were still seven and nine. So, yeah, I, I, I get it for him. You know, it's a, it's a losing year every year for him. And, uh, I mean, he's come from Alabama. His high school program in Northern Virginia was a uh, their state champions every year type of thing. So this is uh, this losing is not something that sits well with him. Yeah, that's one of those things, man. When, when you grow up that way, winning is in your blood, and then you go – and you turn pro, the pinnacle of everything, and you're perennially losing uh, yeah. and everything. And, and, you know, your, your win-loss record for your career is a lot heavier on the loss side than it is on the win side. And you're at seven years, you're closing in on 30 uh, yeah. and everything. Your earning uh, potential is, starts to go, likes to decline year after year. And he also knows, and, and I know Jonathan Allen's pretty uh, new in his extension uh, and everything, but like you said, you got new owners uh, and everything who pretty much made their uh, opinion known on the future of the franchise uh, and everything that, uh, you know, everybody's playing for their job this year, despite their contract situation. Yeah, exactly. No, everybody's on notice here. And, you know, for me, I, I, I'm excited. It, it's, you know, Hey, Snyder sold the team. Now it's time to get rid of uh, the last bit of remnants sure. uh, from him. And, you know, that's the coaching staff, the front office. Unfortunately, it's going to be some of these players. And, you know, we've already started to see it here um, with guys. We just can't simply, uh, you know, afford to pay, uh, you know, while trying to build the rest of the team out. So, yeah, Montez is, uh, was the first. And uh, I think there'll probably be a couple more here before the day's over. Yeah, but it's a, you know, quite frankly, it's a problem everybody would like to have where we drafted four or five guys in the first round and we somehow managed to hit on just about all of them. Yeah. You know, because you extended Deron Payne, you extended Jonathan Allen, you know, and Chase Young and Montez Sweat are in a position to earn uh, extensions. But unfortunately, you can't. You already paid the interior guys. You know, you're not going to be yeah. able to have, a, you know, everybody on the line making 20 mil uh, a season. Even with the increasing salary cap year after year, somebody's going to have to go. And uh, unfortunately, because Sweat and Young came after, you know, they're still waiting for their extensions, so they may not get them in Washington. They'll get them somewhere, but maybe not in uh, commander uniforms. No, you're exactly right. What's funny is I think um, last year we, we were talking about Bears and probably uh, Deron Payne, and then it went to Bears and probably Chase Young, and then yeah. ended up with the Bears and Montez Sweat. So, yeah, it. Uh, I think uh, I think some of these uh, dominoes are going to fall here shortly. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting because we, we, you and I had a back and forth prior to the season starting when when you know the rumor was that Poles was going to make a move on a defensive end before the season started yep, and that's, that's when true. the Chase Young uh talk started and I was like you know what like I would be happy to to have Chase Young it would be great but you know this was before I mean he played what three games last season yeah, exactly. how much of 2021 did he miss with that knee injury uh, he missed like nine, ten games okay. out of that season. So it was about so. it was like a mid season injury, and exactly. it cost him almost the entire twenty twenty two season. And he was you know kind of slow to get his feet underneath him, which is natural because of you know it'd been a a full year and change before he played uh, football and everything. And then going into the he was kind of an unknown commodity coming into this season. Do we want to trade for a guy that? you know, might still have a busted wheel or, yep. you know, it's like I would much rather pay him top dollar in the off season as a free agent than to go out on a, you know, after he's proven he's back rather than go out on a limb and give up a first round pick or a second round pick to bring this guy in only to find out that, uh, yeah, he's, he doesn't have it 
anymore. You know, yeah. that, that knee injury is going to be a permanent thing that holds him back from still being a good player, but nowhere near the season he had in 2020, his defensive rookie of the year and uh, and all that kind of stuff. I wanted to see him on the field first. And, you know, he's got six sacks right on the heels uh, of Montez Sweat, and yet it's the other guy we get instead of the one we've had our eye on all this time. <laughs> yeah, um, it is funny how that works, and I think you you touched on it right there. I think the injury history is what's kind of shying a lot of teams away from him because if you look at all the other metrics this year, pass rush, win rate, pressures, all those, he's up there with uh, some of the, the other top pass rushers. He's done really, really well, but I think there's a lot of um, skepticism about the knee and about the longevity of him as a player. Um, so I think yeah, if this was a uh, free agency where you guys could work him out, inspect the knee, I think, yeah, I think he would probably get a hefty, hefty contract. But in terms of having to give up draft picks and potentially pay him, I think that's going to keep some teams shine away from him or at least shine away from offering uh, high compensation for him. Yeah, or like if we had done it at the beginning of the season, we're giving up a, a second-round pick to rent him for a season. Uh, exactly. And, and then let him hit the free agent market because, yeah, it didn't work out and – uh, and all that kind of stuff. So, and maybe, maybe, just maybe, the fact that we traded for a chase last year and it didn't work out, maybe that had a little something to do with Ryan Poles being uh, a little trigger shy <laughs> on the Chase Young trade. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, uh, you guys got a a good one with Montez. He's yeah. a hard worker, productive, and he he comes to play every Sunday. So I think uh, I think Bears fans will be uh, will be happy with him. Well, I look forward to seeing him out there, and uh, hopefully he will play this Sunday. I can't see why he wouldn't. You said he's he's healthy, no injury issues or anything nagging him this year? No, he, he's good to go, and okay. um, I think you guys run a, what, a 4-3 defense, we right? Do, or yeah. something similar? Yeah, so, I mean, that he, he should pick that up pretty quickly because that's you know kind of what we run. I mean, we're in nickel most of the time, but uh, I think everything should still translate the same. So he should be out there and running around. Sounds good. Sounds good. Brian, thanks so much. Uh, for your time, man, filling us in on uh, on Montez uh, on Montez Sweat, and uh, you know, if we want to hear what happens with that second round pick, where can we find you? Uh, you guys can find me on the Commanders Declassified podcast, wherever you get your podcast, and then at Mister Who with two O's one uh, on Twitter or X, whichever you want to call it. And right. uh, thanks for having me, as always, man. I appreciate it. All right, sounds good. As always, love having Brian uh, on the show. Happy to steal him for about 20 minutes or so to talk about Montez Sweat and uh, possibly, you know, like like I said, the Chase Young deal hadn't happened while we were talking. It literally happened like 10 minutes after we got done uh, recording. And, um, you know, the possibilities of of where he could go or what he could end up doing uh, and everything, plus also what had happened and and whatnot with – with the rest of the uh, league up to that uh, point. So uh, really interesting day that we've had uh, for a 2-6 and six team. We were buyers and not sellers because Jalen Johnson's staying put. Justin Fields is staying put. Even though there was never really any real traction uh, for that, I'm sure that the, the Bears may have taken a phone call or two 
uh, about fields just just to hear people out, but that was never really going to uh, going to happen. And uh, now we have Montez Sweat, and uh, I'm very interested to see the effect that he'll have on our pass rush. Will he open things up for Yannick Ngakwe? You know, and 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 maybe the uh, you know like what the, what uh, Khalil Mack was supposed to do uh, for Leonard Floyd which is, you know, to get him some one-on-ones and open things up for him. We'll see if, uh, I don't know if Yannick has been facing many uh, double teams or anything like that, but being our best pass rusher, maybe he has. And uh, maybe having Montez Sweat on the other side will uh, open things up for him. So uh, Brian said that he is healthy and that he uh, he's good to go. So we should see him on the field this Sunday uh, against the uh, against the Saints. So... Give us a uh, an edge in the pass rush that we didn't have uh, against the Chargers, or at, at the very least, a threat uh, of a pass rush which we hadn't had up to this point. So, uh, very interested to see how that all plays out. And uh, if you guys come back on Thursday, we'll do the preview for the fourth phase for Week Number Nine. And on Friday, our good friend Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints will be back with us to. Uh, to talk about it now, do you know how's the offensive line doing? They're gonna have a trouble. They have problems uh, with Montez Sweat. Uh, I don't think they've played each other this year. I don't think Montez. I don't think the Commanders have played the Saints this year. Pretty sure they haven't. But nonetheless, is that going to be an issue uh, now that we actually have a pass rusher that we're bringing with us to New Orleans uh, on Sunday and uh, and all the rest of that? So that's what we got coming up for the rest of this week. Thanks for coming in on this. Uh, this emergency pod to uh, review uh, our beloved actually making a move to acquire that that desperately needed pass rusher help in Montez Sweat from the Commanders for the 2024 second round uh, pick. We still got the two first rounders, and uh, who who knows? Maybe during the off season we'll be able to uh, make a move to recover uh, that pick or, or or something else. Hell, who knows? Maybe we'll have the number one pick again because Carolina's only won one football game uh, to this point, and uh, you know maybe that will still be the number one pick, and we can get that 2024 second rounder back along with a couple of firsts and another second and, and another key player uh, from somebody else, uh, so they can go get Caleb Williams and we can hang on to Justin Fields, which is honestly what I would prefer to do. So, anyway, guys, that's going to do it. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you back here on Thursday for week nine preview of the fourth phase. And then on Friday for me and Ross Jackson to preview Bears Saints for this Sunday. So that's going to do it for me. Until then, my name is Larry D and this has been Bears Talk Underground.